Hello, welcome to Carmelite Conversations. This is Francis Harry, your host. We have a presentation today by Deacon Rusty Baldwin, who is a secular order discussed Carmelite in Dayton, Ohio. He is doing a presentation on the Beatitudes. In it, he describes the blessings from God that are considered in light of evangelical perfection. And he focuses on the blessings that our Lord promises us in the Beatitudes and points out how our Carmelite charism helps us to receive these blessings. I present to you now, Deacon Rusty Baldwin. Thank you. As Carmelites, we are here in community in response to God's call. We're here because he placed within our hearts a yearning to be ever closer to him. And the Carmelite charism of active contemplation, of prayer and good works is the way we love him ever more deeply while living out our vocation in the world. And in the context of this vocation, I was thinking about the promises we take as Carmelites, uh, especially the part where we promise to tend toward evangelical perfection in the spirit of chastity, poverty, and obedience, and of the Beatitudes. And I wanted to focus on the Beatitudes today, the blessings our Lord promises us. These blessings that flow from being poor in spirit, from meekness, from purity of heart, and so on, is what our Carmelite charism enables us to receive through his grace and always for his glory. And since the Beatitudes are so central to what it means to be a Carmelite, I thought I would briefly reflect on each one and consider how blessed we really are to have such a loving father. In the Gospel of Matthew, the Beatitudes begin with, blessed are the poor in spirit. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It means knowing in a deep and profound way that we can do nothing of ourselves, that we need his grace, and it is only through his grace that anything we do serves to build up the kingdom. It's living out St. Paul's dictum, when I am weak, it is then I am strong. The poor in spirit are blessed because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Our Lord is not just talking about mourning over a loved one who has died. He's also talking about mourning over our sins and mourning the evil that pervades our culture. Really, this beatitude is one that calls us to exercise the theological virtues. For though we mourn, we're comforted by our faith and hope for the future. And for all those things that rightly cause us sadness and regret, the proper response is love. Blessed are the meek. What's meekness? Is it the same thing as doormattiness? No, meekness is completely different. 
It means not grasping, not setting your heart on things, on material wealth, on power, on others' opinion of you. It is really a humble confidence in who we are as children of God. Our Lord was meek. He did not deem equality with God something to be grasped. The meek do not strive to possess. They strive to open their hearts to God, thereby inheriting the earth. The meek are confident in the superabundant blessings God is just waiting to bestow on them. And not only that, they're content to receive those blessings in his good time, not theirs. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. When it comes to food, we spend hours every day preparing meals and eating, satisfying our physical hunger and thirst, to say nothing of the time we spend shopping for food. Think of all the food shows on TV and radio where people talk about food for hours on end as well. We love food, and that's perfectly fine. But now just imagine if we spent the same amount of time and energy. Imagine if we hungered and thirsted for righteousness like we do food and drink. If we prepared and disposed ourselves for righteousness, discussed with others our favorite virtue like we do our favorite barbecue sauce. If we did, we would be blessed with our hunger and thirst for righteousness being satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will obtain mercy. Our Lord said quite plainly that we'll be judged using the same measure we use for others. So do we hold grudges? Are we secretly pleased when something bad happens to someone we dislike? Are we envious of others' good fortune? If so, we should then expect the same. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Purity of heart means we have but one desire, one guiding purpose, objective, and goal. We may do many things. We may wear many hats, as it were. But when everything in our lives is ordered toward a single purpose, all works toward that single goal, we have purity of heart. St. Thomas Aquinas had about as varied and busy a life as one can imagine. But when our Lord asked him what he wanted most, our Lord responded with true purity of heart. He said, only you, Lord. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Those who can bring peace in the midst of dissension, who can reconcile those who are at odds with each other, who by their very presence bring harmony, imitate our Lord who came to reconcile us with our heavenly father. The kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, 
For they too imitate our Lord, who for love of sinners accepted persecution at their hands. Love is doing what is best for the other, for their sake. St. Therese once wrote a letter to her sister saying that she was going to save the best of what God had to offer for herself. That is, she said, the hardships and persecutions. The height of evangelical perfection is ours when we feel blessed when men revile us and persecute us and utter all kinds of evil against us falsely on his account. Remember in the book of Acts when the disciples rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer beatings on account of our Lord. I think sometimes we view some of the Beatitudes a bit too sentimentally, and others we hope the Lord doesn't bless us with. Oh Lord, I want to be poor in spirit. I want to be pure of heart and so on. And Lord, I know that you said persecutions and mourning and being reviled were blessings, but please bless someone else with those. The fact is the Beatitudes, which we promise to incorporate into our lives so we can tend to evangelical perfection are anything but sentimental. They call us to a gritty, hard-fought battle against our fallen human nature, against Satan, and against the world. But this battle uses unconventional warfare. We're going to defeat our adversaries of self, Satan, and the world using what are called asymmetric weapons. We'll meet strength with weakness, evil with God's grace. We will win the battle with love, love of God and love of neighbor.